0: great day. Amazing humans. Yes. Welcome to Empowered in My Skin, the podcast. We feature guests of varying backgrounds and lived experiences to share their empowering stories, knowledge and insights. Our goal is for you, the listener, to fill your mind with empowered thoughts to further empower your human. I'm your host and Waffer Robinson and founder and CEO of EIMS. I'm an experienced technology executive an author an international federation of bodybuilding pro athlete, an inspirational speaker and in viral sensation with speeches that have over 7 million views worldwide. And most recently awarded WXN most powerful women in Canada. I trust that you are already feeling empowered. So please listen, leave a review, share the podcast and subscribe. So you never miss an episode for now. I'm your girl. Let the show begin. Great day, amazing humans. I'm back with another episode of Empowered in My Skin, the podcast. My guest is a former TV host and advertising creative director turned training guru. She spent decades traveling the globe with her award-winning company, Combustion, working with executives and teams from top organizations like Google, Disney, PepsiCo, Lenovo, TD Bank, and so many more. She's turned technologists like myself into creative forces, bankers into storytellers, and has brought a serious dose of badness, badassness to boardrooms everywhere. She, in fact, leveled me up when she when in a conversation that ended up coaching conversation, she said, your best closer is, if not me, then who? Oh my God, that created my badassness. For sure. She has been called better than therapy, and I attest to that, a rock star, ass kicking, a force of nature, and even a witch. And here and she's there for all of it. Put your ears together for this amazing, freaking awesome badassness of a human. Leslie. Yeah! Woo-hoo! 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 Pick it up. Pick it up. <laughs> so I didn't even do you justice. I want to hear Leslie tell us who Leslie is.
1: Wow. Okay. So I, today, and probably for the last 13 years or so, my focus is on unleashing human potential. That's all I care about. I, I recognize that everyone that I've encountered has so much more to give than even they think. That's the thing. And if I can crack them wide open and get all of their awesomeness to like just pour out, then I'm in my happy place. I spend a lot of my time now as a swagger coach. That's, uh, that's my new jam. And I'm also an author. So I put my whole kind of manifesto and guidebook for achieving swagger into a book.
0: And I love it. We'll talk about the book in a second, but I just want to go a little bit deeper into that. So what is it? What is it? Because I've seen it happen. And I think I've probably happened to me too, where you are unleashing, like you're, you're, you're beginning to turn that dial. You're beginning to unlock that potential. And then all of a sudden, that person succumbs to the emotion. What did you, mm. what, what just happened?
1: Okay, well, here's the thing. I have discovered that most people do not believe that who they are is good enough to allow them to succeed, like who they Mm. really are. Mm. And so they're terrified. We're all hiding behind this veneer, this fake front that we think is actually doing us a service. FYI, it's totally (laughs) not. But that's what people think. What my superpower is, is I can see through that. To me, Mm. it it almost doesn't exist. I Mm. see what they're, they're, the front they're putting up. But Mm. more importantly, I see the real human behind it. And I just am able to uh, poke a little, poke a little, poke a little, and crack through that veneer, at which point people recognize that they're being seen. Mm -hmm. That's all we want in this life, right, is to be seen and acknowledged and to have someone say, who you are, the real you that I can see is good enough. That is life-changing for people, because think about it, especially in the corporate environment we have nobody who's there for just us. Everybody has an agenda. Everybody has some skin in the game. Everybody has a reason to have an opinion about us. There's nobody that we can truly, truly, truly trust. And I come along zero stake in the game. I don't want even even if a a company hires me, I don't work for the man. I work for the people in the room. That's what I care about. And I am there in service of Mm -hmm. their potential. And when they realize that, they get incredibly emotional. It's a beautiful thing to see. It really, mm-hmm. really, really is. And I, I create an environment that's super safe. Yeah. I ask the right questions, mm-hmm. and I, I'm, I'm a lot of woman. I'm a lot. I'm a powerful force, so I'm mm-hmm. able to contain them and, and hold them. And they know that. You know, that's yeah. that's important too. You don't want to hang people out to dry. So I got their backs. When we, if they're going to show me who they are, I will protect them like a fierce lion. And I think that that combination of things encourages people to show who they really are. And
0: I love it. And so when when your work with them is somewhat done, right? How how many and I don't know, maybe there's a percentage, but how many people a year from, you know, a year after you see them or two years after you see them are still in that unlocked potential? And how many of them have succumbed? What's the what's the natural?
1: Well, I mean, I wish I had stats on that. But I can tell you anecdotally, that it blows my mind how many people come back to me after years and years and years and years and say things like, I will never forget that thing you said to me, or I will mm. never forget how I felt when, or working with you changed my life, or I'm now following this new path, or I'll never go back. Yeah, you're, you can catch this putting your hand up. I was like, yeah, me too. It happens to me all the time. I'll tell you a, a crazy story. So I was in a in a meeting. There was an organization that was looking to bring me in as a, as a trainer with my, my company Combustion. And- there were like six or seven people around the boardroom table. It was a big, big, large holding company. And everybody is there. I know some of them, a couple of people are strangers. And the last guy comes into the room and he goes to sit down and he's smiling at me almost like, a, like, a, like an idiot, you know, big, huge grin on his face. And he's really smiling at me. And one of the crazy things is that I pretty much can recall almost everybody that I've ever trained. There's a little thing, the little mm. light bulb that goes on my head and I go, mm, I know that person. So I thought, Oh, my God, I think I know that person. He's smiling, smiling. And he says to me, so I don't know if you'll remember me, but I thought, oh, here we go. He said, you trained me 12 years ago. And I will never forget what you told me. And he, he recited back like five things that was in that training. You know what that training was? the very first workshop I ever did oh wow the first one I burst into tears in the meeting I I'm squirting tears because I was so so moved by that the fact that after all of this time he still it was still resonating with him I mean that's what I live for that is my Mm -hmm. purpose in a nutshell there you go done done (laughs)
0: done so I'm big on affirmations, and I don't, and I know it's part of like my swag, and I know you use swagger, but my part of my swag is about being really convinced about who I am, and so I do, mm-hmm. I do, I do, I do, I am. Do you? Are you? Are you big on affirmations? And if you are, what would be your
1: great I am? Well, I am just apolo Hold on, I'll say it again. <laughs> I am unapologetically real.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So if you can't handle all this jelly, that's on you, It's not on me. Yeah, I'm old enough to have learned that it's not yeah. on me. Yeah. So if, if, if I'm not right for you, that is so not a testament to me. That's a testament to you. So I just go, I'm real. I just am real. You can take it or leave it. But what you see is what you get. And I don't, I, you know, I've built oh, over so many years. I mean, I'm not a little kid anymore. So I, over so many years I've built this, this unerring self belief, because here's the thing, there's a big difference between self belief and confidence. Mm -hmm. Confidence is as a result of competence. Mm -hmm. So if you do something over and over and over and over again, over time, you build the confidence that you can do that thing. Mm -hmm. It's fact, it's proof, and so on and so forth. But it takes time to get it legit, right? Self belief does not require you to have done the thing over and over again. It's that absolute rock solid understanding that you will be okay, that you can handle this. And that no matter what happens, all the new things, all the exciting yet to happen things, all the stepping into the void things, that you are going to be okay. That's the difference between those two two things. And so I've always had a huge amount of self-belief. Always, Mm -hmm. always, always.
0: So I think you get this. My favorite, one of my favorite statements I say a lot is being me is bigger than confidence.
1: Mm -hmm. That's right. Kicks the shit.
0: (laughs) No, no, that's okay. Kicks the crap out of confidence every
1: time. Because again, confidence is, to me, confidence is something that can be shaken it can be mm. shaken, it can be taken, it can be messed with, you know, if people question your expertise, sometimes our confidence gets shaken. Mm-hmm. Or if we think we're in a room with people who know so much more than us, for as much as we might know, our confidence is shaken and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. But but self-belief is is part of the the, the root of what swagger is. And it's yeah. not, you can't take it away. Mm-hmm. Because I don't worry about being the smartest person in the room. Because frankly, if I'm the smartest person in the room, I got to change a room. Yeah, I
0: got to change the room. No, no I got to change
1: a room. <laughs> I <laughs> Because <laughs> I do not want to be the smartest person in the room ever. Yeah. That's bad. That's, That's not. You're, I'm, you're I'm in not the wrong. You're, <laughs> yeah, you're in the wrong
0: room. It's yeah. funny. I have to tell you something. You're, who you are also gives permission to people to be bigger and to take up yes. more space. And I remember um, you wouldn't know this, but after the combustion training, for a little bit, I was. I remember sometimes when I would be giving myself permission to to almost really strongly articulate myself in my, like be real let me just say that I said okay I'm gonna Leslie M this for a minute. <laughs> Everybody to, anyone that worked it. with you knew what was coming. <laughs> I will take it. <laughs> so we are still in this quarantine situation and I can't like knowing that your training's in person and all this and the other first of all one how what is evolve for you and to how much have what have you learned about yourself through this period of time
1: well i'm you know i'm a, i'm a long time entrepreneur and the thing about being an entrepreneur is you got to be ready to, to handle whatever whatever comes mm-hmm. at you it just it, it's the reality of the game because you never you can't control the world you can control yourself in the world but you can't control the the world so Um, yeah, it was a sideswipe and it was a shock and it was all of those things because I'm not a big proponent of virtual training, got to say, never loved it, never was into it. You know how powerful I would say we as combustion, how powerful we are in in the room. So it's always been something that we've maintained that we want to have that intimate experience with people. And we believe it's key to actually creating change. I don't want to take people's money. That's not my my jam. Mm -hmm. So uh, while it, it messed with the business model that I had, it allowed me time to do something that people have been asking me to do for years and years and years, and I've never been able to say yes to because I never had the time, and that was coaching. So there's a very different business model, and it meant different things and so on. But all of a sudden, I was able to be able to, to provide my time in, in a medium, this virtual medium that works beautifully, Mm -hmm. always visual, always through zoom, whatever, and you look into somebody's eyes, and you have the same connection, like we're having right now. Yes. (laughs) So we have the same connection, and and I can still do my good work. And that's what I care about is doing my good work. So that's been really exciting. And it's Mm -hmm. taught me that what I, you know, my purpose can be applied anywhere and everywhere. That it's mm, not that. just about big rooms or whatever. I'm also a speaker and the speaking mm-hmm. world just died of you know, a thousand deaths. So I lost that ability too, to speak to rooms of you know a thousand people or 2000 people. And, and it's not for me, It's not about, uh, it's not about the size or the breadth. It's more about the quality of the connection. Right. And sure, I wish I could clone myself and I could coach the entire world. That would be my dream is to have one-on-one with everybody, but I'll take what I can get. Yeah. And for the people that I work with, it's still transformational for them. But mm-hmm. that's also what led me to write my book, because I thought right. if I could bottle what I'm doing in some way, if I could package it and and have it be something that people can refer back to time and time again. And I really think it's a representation of me. And mm-hmm. I am I'm able to at least, you know, share that with as many people as possible, which is really what brings me joy.
0: So I was going to ask you another question, but let's go to the book. And so, first of all, when's it coming out? Because I want it.
1: Yes, yeah. you get a signed copy, girl. <laughs> yes, I. For sure, you do. Because yeah. your story, you're in my book. I know, I know, yeah, I know. <laughs> I have an catchy story in my book. It's awesome. So, um, my book is coming out May tenth. Okay. Oh. Yeah, and it's available for pre order as of uh, I think end of February, beginning of March. You'll be able to get it off every major bookseller, mm-hmm. and it's called Swagger unleash everything you are and become everything you want Woo!
0: come on
1: yeah come on who
0: doesn't want and you know I think the timing of it is just it's if there's anything that 2020 has taught many people is like live your life live your best life now
1: mm-hmm. you know yeah this is not a rehearsal no, this is no, not a rehearsal. No, this no it's,
0: it's the real deal.
1: Yeah, one time around on that carousel. That's it. That's all you got. Then it's you, you paid your money, get off.
0: Right. You know? So it's, this it's is over. So, and who's the book for? I mean, obviously, it's for people that want that. Uh, no, let me let you.
1: Okay, well, the, I want to clarify just what swagger means because swagger has, or, you know, traditionally has had kind of a negative connotation. It's that show offy, peacocky, fronty, mostly male, you know, strutting kind of arrogant thing. That's not my definition of swagger. I've redefined swagger. And I say that swagger is the ability to manifest who you really, really are yeah. and hold on to it in the face of all of that psychological crap that's going to come for it, regardless of the situation or environment. So there's only one you, and you show up the same wherever, however, whenever. That is what swagger is. So it's it's really taking everything you are and focusing it and never never being without everything that you have at your fingertips. So my book is really for any human who has felt that somehow they don't have enough to succeed, that they, well, mm-hmm. who they are is good enough if they mm-hmm. suffer from insecurity or the imposter syndrome or or, you know, are, are riddled by doubts or, or have self-limiting beliefs and, mm-hmm. and haven't been able to go for the things that they want mm-hmm. and believe that they're alone in that. Oh, girl, mm-hmm. let me tell you. The stories about every story is like, you're not alone. You're not alone. And then this person and that happened and this person. And I have hundreds well, I don't know if I have hundreds, but, you know, countless stories in, in my book from people who've experienced the unleashing of their swagger and how it's changed their lives. So it's doable and it's possible for everyone. hmm Now, the book, a lot of the stories in the book are based in the corporate environment because I've spent so much time, but not exclusively. Mm -hmm. And they really are for, and it's men and women. Although women a little bit more tend to be more a little bit more riddled by self-doubt you know, than, than than men men are traditionally, but not exclusively, because I probably Mm -hmm. have a balance of, you know, and I have stories from CEOs. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not a a female, a a female sort of mindset, but I do, I have seen that women tend to, to, you know, get eaten away by all Mm -hmm. those, you know, that, that internal negative voice a little bit more than men do.
0: Is it possible that men just hide it better? Because I mean, I, I'm married to a man, and I would say yes. that we both, we both, yes, we both share doubt. I could tell, I can yeah. tell when he has it, but he's not admitting it,
1: yeah. you know? Well, At- I think, I think men are better conditioned. If you think about it, men are conditioned to fake it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're really, that's what they're taught as they're growing up, you know, front like a man and, and suck it up and don't cry and, mm-hmm. and, and man up and all of those things. So they, they're really taught to, to build a very strong you know, mm-hmm. fronty persona. Mm-hmm. Women, not so much. Women are not encouraged to do that. They're, they're in fact, encouraged often to take up less space and to be more quiet and so on and so forth. So they tend to feel more vulnerable and more exposed. But mm-hmm. let me tell you that fake it till you make it thing does not work. It doesn't work. It's a fallacy. So I think there's a point of reckoning for men where they realize that they've been fronting for so long that they can't do it anymore, that they're exhausted, mm-hmm. you know, or they're yeah, I think it it just it just psychologically and emotionally, I think it exhausts you.
0: Yeah, there's a there's um, a great book called The Mask of Masculinity that that uh, yeah that talks about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think um, I think for women, they grow into themselves, you know, progressively and stuff. And I, I, you know, for for many, I mean, I'm speaking so broadly and generally. I think for for a lot of men, there's a turning point in their lives where they start going, "I'm not going to front anymore. I'm going to embrace who I am," and so on and so forth. That's usually when they're big grown ups you know, but women, whereas women are doing it sort of progressively, progressively, slowly, slowly, but never Mm -hmm. fast enough for what they want to achieve. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the shame is that they get there in the end, but usually not fast enough to give them some peace of mind.
0: Yeah. And it's when you were talking about who your book is for, I'll be honest with you. I like, I would say that I'm on this journey of you know of, of being unleashed and realizing that there is still so
1: much more so i think it's also for people like myself that are yeah. already on this unleashed you know, journey, journey. It, listen swagger is not a uh, switch that you flip it is an <laughs> ongoing journey and it'll have ebbs and flows and ups and downs and there'll be days where you feel like you are swaggerless <laughs> but but doesn't mean swagger's gone it's just a mm-hmm. just a low swagger day but it is a constant evolution it's a constant you know it's it, it is, it's a path that you kind of commit to because mm-hmm. every day someone's going to come for you every yeah. day for in yeah. some way, shape or form, or the situation is going to come for you or whatever, or you're going to come for yourself, which is the mm-hmm. worst, which so is, it is some <laughs> happens all the time, right? The way that we talk to ourselves is we would never allow other people to say the kind of crap that we say to ourselves. We would take them out with one punch, right? But we are so hard on ourselves. So it really is an ongoing Journey mm-hmm. and something that you commit to because it feels so good, you know. <laughs> it's like fitness. Once you commit to it, it feels so good. You don't want to stop. And when you stop, you, you, you doesn't the world doesn't feel right. You don't feel yeah. like you're being you're being in your in your skin. You know.
0: Yeah. yeah. You just described it like to a T. You feel you, you, you. It feels like you're levitating when you start to get onto this unleashed journey, doesn't it? Yeah. So so this is good because what I want to know and I want to ask you is as you're in your swagger and you've been unleashed. You know, what are your what are your non-negotiables? Like how do you maintain that and how do you protect what is required in order to be able to preserve that?
1: Well, there are three key drivers of swagger. Mm-hmm. One is truth. You've got to start speaking your truth, and I don't mean just go around barfing your stuff all over everybody and expecting them to like it and accept it and so on and so forth. You still have to you still have to have a degree. in the, in the workplace, of professionalism, um, but professionalism does not mean that you shouldn't be speaking your truth. The secret to speaking your truth is understanding what you want the outcome to be mm-hmm. and figuring out when, where, and how. do you say do you Mm -hmm. speak your truth because if if you if you aren't formulating your truth in a way that's going to resonate with other people they're not going to like it they're not going to accept it just because you speak it Mm -hmm. so there there is nuance to to communicating your truth but you got to communicate your truth yeah the second driver is your intention that's your why why am i speaking my truth why is this important why, you know, what is it that I that I hope to achieve here? And if your intention is to be an a-hole, you get whatever you deserve. That is not swaggery in any way, shape or form. But if your intention is to benefit the collective, if it's to bring positivity and kindness to the world, if it's to improve a situation, if it's to reduce, you know, a, a conflict in a positive way, all of those reasons, all of those positive contributing to the greater good reasons, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then you're okay. Because if if that is your intention, it's like a get out of jail free card. Mm. Because if someone tries to come for you, say, look, my intention was to try and do blah, 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 insert really good thing here. Uh, If I didn't achieve that intention, let's talk about how I could have done that better.
0: Yes, powerful. I'll tell you,
1: that'll shut somebody up every single time. (laughs) Because they realize that if there's any a-hole here, it's them. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's very powerful.
1: And the last part of it is self-belief self-belief is saying I believe that I have a right and a responsibility to say this now and that I am worthy of speaking my truth I'm worthy of showing up like this that's back to the why not me thing what what reason on the planet could there be for me to not speak my truth right now you know and just because it doesn't, it won't, it won't necessarily make you popular. That's mm-hmm. okay. But mm-hmm. you, again, you have to think in my book, my, my truth chapter is long because we talk mm-hmm. about if you want to, if you want your truth to resonate, you got to be clever. Yes. You know, you can't be a bull in a china shop. You can't just go racing through the crowd, you know, mm-hmm. shouting. You're mm-hmm. going to have to think, how can I position this truth as, as being of benefit to everybody else? You know, and it, and it can be that you're, you're sticking up for yourself and you're saying this is unacceptable to me. Mm-hmm. But that's also helping under- someone else understand what are your boundaries, mm-hmm. right? Where is the, you know, where are the non-negotiables? Yeah, And it's important for people around us to know that in a, in a respectful kind of way. To go, and, mm, I don't think so. No.
0: And so even as you coach this to everybody, are there any times where Leslie um, gets it wrong?
1: Well, define get it wrong.
0: So where maybe you, you spoke your truth, but you didn't focus on where, when, and what, and how?
1: Oh, God, yeah, I'm so human. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? But again, I don't think about it. I don't think about it in terms of getting it right versus getting oh, wrong. it wrong, because that's mm-hmm. judgment. I'm shaming okay. myself. If mm-hmm. I go, you got it wrong, what's wrong okay. with you? So I don't do that. I go, who, what can I learn from that? Huh. Mm. I'm a big, big, big proponent of revisiting conversations that you weren't happy with. So if it's within your power to revisit something that you don't feel like you got right,
0: mm-hmm. you go
1: back at it. And you, at, you go back to the person, and you say, you know, I don't feel like, like I got that right. Mm-hmm. Mm. And people usually, if you didn't get it right, there's a good chance it wasn't right for them either. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel resolved. It doesn't feel comfortable. It can, you, things are hanging or whatever, or just that you have the courage to say, you know what, can I have a do-over? Yeah. And I've never had anyone say no. They usually Actually, laugh because I'm, because I'm self-deprecating. I don't take myself that seriously. So I go, hey, so-and-so, um, listen, that was the crappiest meeting I ever had in my life. Can I just have five more minutes to sort of just reframe a few things, and most people either say it's not necessary, it was fine, okay, or they go sure, and I go, bop, 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 bop. Yeah. and they go, that's great, thank you. The end.
0: And I like that. I wrote that down. I don't feel I got that right. I actually think that that yeah. is that is a great lead in.
1: Yeah, I own it. I don't expect someone else to own it. Mm-hmm. Me, I didn't get it right. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't. I don't feel like I got it wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. no? Yeah.
0: So how do we? So how do we get past the fear? Because I can't imagine that. A lot of that, a lot of, you know, facing, you know, speaking our truth or, you know, um, believing a lot of, you know, that self-belief, there's a fear and Mm. it's about unlocking that. And how do you, how do we push past that fear?
1: Well, I have this, this sort of concentric circle models. And I don't think we have enough time to go through. Fear is one of the layers. This is one of the swagger blockers. One of the things Mm -hmm. that'll stop your swagger from being released, released. And it's directly related to insecurity because fear drives insecurity, right? Mm -hmm. So fear is, um, insecurity is the, what if, what if I don't do this? And what if I do do this and what's going to happen? And, oh my God. And, and fear is the answer to that. Or in your mind, it's the answer. If I do this, then bad things are going to happen. If I do that, if I try that, I'm going to fail. If I do this, people are going to accuse me of this or all of the things that we tell ourselves. So there's a few ways that you can you can beat that back. One of them is to use history. Use your own experiences as, as proof. To ask yourself, well, in the past, when I have done that, has it always turned out badly or have there been times that it turned out well? okay, then there may still be a possibility that it's going to turn out well. Um, What I also encourage people to do is to follow their insecurity and fear through to the end of the recording. So I say, I play a game with them called, and then what? So I say, tell me the scenario that you find to be terrifying or intimidating. Okay, I'm going to make it up. I'm going to get up in front of a, you know, my, senior team for this big presentation okay so talk me through it like walk me through the minutia. well I go into the room I stand in front of the room okay and then what well I look at everybody okay and then what well and they continue on and I'm telling you inevitably the story turns to I vomit and pass out which then leads them to and then I end up homeless on the street like, the, You know, and then I say to them okay at what point did this story cease to be realistic and usually it's and then my boss gave me the side eye Like that's usually where, where it is realistically. So Mm -hmm. if you have fears that you can't get over, Mm -hmm. then my advice is to scenario plan for them. Mm -hmm. Have an A, B, and C, Mm right? Because fear is, is about the, the unknown, Mm -hmm. because we do not know what the outcome is going to be. Mm -hmm. Our self-preservation tells us to anticipate it as if danger is ahead. Yes. And remember that the, the reptilian part of the brain, the base of the brain can't differentiate between a tiger is going to eat me fear and this meeting go badly fear. Mm-hmm. It, it fear is fear according to the brain and according to the, the body. So if you scenario plan and you say, well, here's the thing I want to do. Okay, here what I, here's what I think could be the possible you know outcomes. This could happen, that could happen or the other. And have a plan for how you're going to handle all three of them. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of relax and sit back and see what happens, knowing you got a plan. And the more you do that, the more than historical evidence you have that things don't go badly. No, right. Because right. that's what we need to teach our brain, because we're going to get the fear response over and over again, until our brain ceases to see these things as being scary. I mean, think about, about everybody, think about what you used to be terrified of that you're not afraid of. Now.
0: Right, right.
1: You know why? Because you did it a bunch of times, competence led to confidence, yes. and confidence didn't require fear. Yeah, that's yeah. the way to do it. So to get over it faster, and be more proactive in it, if you scenario plan, then you got something in your back pocket, and, you, and that leads to self belief, you go, yeah. I got this, no matter what happens, I got this. I love, I love
0: that. I love that. Essentially, what I hear for that is we talk ourselves into bad situations that have not yet happened.
1: Totally. It was like my, my dad used to say to me, it's like paying interest on a debt that you don't have. <laughs> right? Okay.
0: That's a good one. Yeah. That's yeah, a good one. That's a good quote. So now I want you to finish this sentence and then I'm going to take you into rapid thrivers.
1: Okay.
0: Here comes some uh, Leslie M. wisdom. Finish the sentence. What the world needs now is.
1: Just some self-acceptance and acceptance mm. of others.
0: Ooh. Is that true
1: <sighs> right now? Especially, right? Shouldn't that be so easy? So it should be. It, it, I mean, I the world has gone insane. Like, I'm in love with people, but humanity, I gotta tell you, yeah. is letting me down. Yeah, the collective is disappointing the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. I, I love me some people big time, it's my greatest passion in the world. But when I look at the collective that we call humanity, I, I don't know what has become. Um, but you know, of us as a tribe. Opinions.
0: But to be, quite, to be quite honest, I left a New Year's, resolu- uh, a New year's message, um, sorry, end of year message. And as I was reflecting, I realized that this is probably if, at 48 years old, I saw more love and empathy this year than I've ever seen before in my
1: life. Well, yeah, it was the pendulum swinging the other way. It was the it was it was the good people of, of the world trying to compensate for all of oh. the, the vitriolic ugliness, and feeling such a responsibility to carry love into the world. I mean, right. for me, it's the same thing. I've been loving on people so hard, like so hard, and reminding them that they're loved, and reminding them that I'm here for them in in any capacity. And it's it's I don't have to do it, but I feel like. If I don't, then there, yeah. there are people, some people are experiencing voids of love. Yeah. You no, know, they're not yeah. getting it from, from, yeah. the, from the greater kind of yeah. community. I don't know yeah. what the world is. Yeah. Missing. Okay. Okay. Go, go with okay.
0: Okay. So here we go. When you think of someone who inspires you, who comes to mind first and why?
1: I would say my mom, mm-hmm. uh, my mother was the greatest influence in my life without a shadow of a doubt. She raised me to be a badass. She raised me to be unapologetic. She raised me to never believe that anything could get in my way. And she was the one who taught me, why not you? Oh, I love it. Thank you, mommy. I took it. Yeah. Oh, and RuPaul.
0: And 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 RuPaul RuPaul. inspires you. Yes. Okay. 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 What is a daily activity that helps you with your thrive?
1: Uh, I tell my husband, I love him every single day. In fact, I say I'm in love with you every single day. Aww. I think um, having him by my side through any and everything is the thing that reminds me that it's never going to get that bad.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, that's so, he's so lucky. Well, I hope he knows other than your book. What is a book that has helped you? Well, it could be your book. What is a book that's helped you with your thrive?
1: Uh, Oh boy. I'm very lucky that I have a lot of friends who are are authors, mm-hmm. and so I read all of their books. So there's so many of them. Um, Brant Menzoir wrote a, re- recently published a book called Black Sheep that's all about recognizing what your values are and how they drive you, and getting focus on them, and they become kind of the key the key um, sort of signposts and beacons for your life. It's a brilliant book. Mm-hmm. Those people who are who are looking to um to change the way they sort of traject is that a word traject mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. careers mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. should read limitless by laura Gaspar rodding yeah, she's mm-hmm. uh, absolutely brilliant um and uh i mean there's so many it's funny because i i, I read so many books from authors that i that i I know mm-hmm. that I don't read as many other other I get it like and stuff. Okay. yeah mm-hmm. so I mean I I tend to read um, fiction because it's an escape for me yes, yes I'm so immersed in this world you know in the yes. coaching speaking you this need this something world. else so, yeah, yeah yeah I love like <laughs> fantasy fiction and you know true crime and all kinds of stuff I
0: like J- J.D. J.D. Robb have you discovered that series
1: I know who J.D. Robb is yes. yeah. yeah amazing that is yeah. when
0: I when I need to go away from like the book like like you know the mind books and the technology books. Ugh, oh, that's my escapism, go-to. Yeah, escapism. Yeah, escapism. Okay, what is an app that helps you with your thrive?
1: Um, what do I use? Oh, I, well, I don't know if it's an app, but it's a platform. I just started to use Airtable. Yeah, somebody else told me. Yes. Who is, I'm not massively organized. Yeah. It takes a village to yeah. like take care of me, and I cannot. I to this day. I cannot create or manage an Excel spreadsheet. I confess, I suck. It's not my jam in any way, shape, or form. And Airtable is a way to, it's it's a sort of an Excel kind of, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, other option. Um, (laughs) It's super, super easy, draggy, droppy, easy to categories, easy to change, all that kind of stuff. It's not going to add up your numbers, I don't think, but it will keep you organized in terms of, you know, podcast scheduling or, you know, interviews or anything that you need to keep track of. It's a super great, easy tool, and
0: free. I know, I heard, I have to check it out. Richard, you remember Richard, Richard Lynch, told me about that. Um, And last but not least, what is one misconception that people have of you as they see you, you know, you swagger and they see in you your thrive.
1: They think I have it all together. They think that I'm like really super together. Not true in any way, shape, or form. I am just as much of a hot mess as every other human on the planet. I own it. That the only difference my difference is I you own it.
0: it. I yeah. just own
1: it. I'm like, oh my God, hot mess. I will confess my mess anytime, any place. You know the rest. Of, I think if we confess the mess more, it would create far more connection, far, yeah. far more connection. And I, you know, I I, I don't know if you saw. I, I posted something recently about, you know, we're we're all reaching out to each other and saying, "How are you?" Checking in. How are you? The the problem with the question, "How are you?" is it doesn't open the door to meaningful connection. Yeah. And so, for me, the way that I handle it is, I start by saying, "Let me tell you what is getting to me this week." I am. And I just, you know, barf my truth about something that is, that is my mess. And then after I've done that, I say, so tell me, tell me something that's getting to you. What's bugging you. Yeah. And then the yeah. other person speaks a whole different kind of truth than they would have yeah. otherwise, because I've already set the tone that we are all a mess and we are all in it together. So yeah. it's a much easier way to, to be, you know, with, when it comes to, to, to um, you know, vulnerability, if nothing gets out Mm-mm. then nothing gets in, yeah, it's a two-way pipe. Connection is a two-way pipe. So mm-hmm. if you if you confess your your vulnerabilities and your fears and your pains and your challenges to other people, they will share those with you, and then you can help each other.
0: Yeah, I love that. I actually really love that. So where do we find you online?
1: Uh, you can find me. Let's see, uh, <laughs> on LinkedIn, I'm at Leslieam.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: On Twitter, I'm at Leslieam.
0: Oh, on do you tw- your, your twitter
1: you twitter i twitter okay. uh, i'm on insta i'm at leslie m speaks mm-hmm. facebook at leslie m speaks mm-hmm. and you can check out um everything about who i am and my book at leslie m.com that's I i'm sure it'll be in the in the mm-hmm. show notes um and you can also go to swagger the book to learn more about my book and oh wait wait i have a call to action okay listeners okay mm-hmm. so I invite you all to join the Swagger Collective. Mm-hmm. You can do that at Lesliem.com or swaggerthebook.com. And mm-hmm. if you join, you will get the first chapter of my book. Okay. So but wait, there's more. What you're also gonna get is is uh the uh swagger checklist to determine. Where is your swagger right now? And ooh, what's ooh. it going to look like when you find it, when you ooh, want to I a like fun that. Thing. Mm-hmm. Plus, you'll get little book perks and invites to events that we do and all that kind of stuff. But I so am not a spammy spammy because I do not believe it. It's not a newsletter. It's just a little, a little, you know, a little sprinkle of love here mm-hmm. and there when it's relevant and, uh, and, and important. So please come and join the Swagger Collective because you get, you get swagger Swag.
0: I love that. We'll make sure all of that is in the show notes for sure. And as a, um, and I'm also going to put all the books that you mentioned, they they also go in the notes. So as a parting question, this podcast is called Empowered in My Skin. And in true Leslie M form, what does that mean to you?
1: I think that the core of being empowered is Mm. to never, ever allow anyone to take your power. Ooh! Oh, we're dropping the mic. Yeah, here's the, yeah. here's the, the secret about, about personal power. No one can take your power, mm-hmm. but you can choose to give it to them. Ooh! So don't do that. Don't like do it. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. No one can take your power without permission. It's not possible. It's not possible. Oh. Think about it. It's not possible. God, I love you. But oh, I
0: love you. Thank you so much for saying yes. I could go on and talk so much more. I, I didn't even ask you half of the questions I wanted to. But Leslie, I just wanted to say I want to thank you. Thank you for your greatness. Thank you for that desire, that passion. I have experienced it. I have felt it. I have been. A, I have grown from it, and it is lasting. I'm in truth. Your your touch is lasting. I Aww. I attest to that. A large part of the bigness and the space I take up is in large part having had you and having you to be able to reach oh, girl, out to you
1: were fabulous and huge when i met you but so you, i don't but take you know, the credit i don't no, take the credit but hold on but hold on i'll, but t- I'll take the compliment but i won't take the credit I'll but take i have the to compliment. be i
0: have to be really honest because a lot of it is a lot of it there was there's the, there's still, there was still armor. You know what I mean? It's really, Mm -hmm. it's about still getting into that truth and that genuine permission to just really allow your, your full light to shine full wattage. Like it's
1: well, listen, if I can contribute in some small way to more and Kechi in the world, <laughs> I am there for that thank in the you. biggest possible way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you guests. This
0: is going to be a fired up. This is a fired up episode. I'm sure they're fired up. But unfortunately, this is where I have to say we're out. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you, love. So there you have it. I trust you're saying to yourself, I'm fully empowered in my skin. And remember, whatever platform you're listening to this on, please subscribe, like, review and share this podcast with someone else that you feel can benefit from the empowering content that we deliver. As Tom Billia says, when we help others think in a way that is empowering, that is the lead domino to create real change in this world. It's been fun hanging with you. It's your girl and I'm out.